podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. It's got to 2-2 two, two and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Yo! Sick and tired of the of our chances falling to this fucking frog, man. Put it in the net. You're so shit. Hello, welcome to another Touchy Goodness podcast. My name is Lewis, and I'm joined by Leo and uh, Nigerian Dan. How you doing, lads? Yo, yo, yo. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, chilling, mate. You look sound bare dejected, man. Fam, <laughs> you blame us. Listen, don't have any reason not to be. Don't have any reason not to be. <laughs> And uh, we're joined by a very special guest today. We've got uh, Robbie Lyle from AFTV, the, the, the boss man, the dub man. <laughs> yeah, good. How are you guys doing, man? Yeah, we're good, man. We're, we're happy to have you on the pod. Um, we're, we're, we're hoping you could add some positive vibes to our very uh, stressful week. So good luck. <laughs> you, got the wrong, you got the wrong guy in <laughs> 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 just before we start um guys um if you haven't signed up to our patron yet then you can do so uh we've got lots of patreon stuff on there we actually had an interview with uh jay Emmanuel thomas last week which was really 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 funny um lots of interesting stories about his bust up with Cesc fabregas um all sorts of things on on that podcast it was really interesting to record and listen to so uh you can sign up to our patron to access to that um Usual things, uh, you can follow us on Touchy Gunas at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can join our Discord server as well, where uh, you can find more content as well, like the live streams. But um, look, let's not even waste any more time. Let's get down to the game. Robbie, I'm keen to get your thoughts because obviously you're, you're our special guest today. Um, <clears throat> heading into the game, obviously now a lot is going to be made of the actual lineup itself and how we set up. Did you take any issues at the start of... Um, you know, how we set up and making no changes from obviously the victory against United. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, right at the start of the game, when I saw the team, I wasn't very happy with it. I'll be honest with you. And I, and I, and I actually said it, and we, we were doing like a live watch along. I said it at right at that time. I said, I know we beat Manchester United the previous week with that team. And that was the right team for Manchester United because, you know, Manchester United with their attacking players and everything, I felt that that going away from home to Old Trafford, I felt that was the right lineup. That was the right team. Obviously, um, Holding came in because there was an injury to Louise. So I understood that team completely. But when I saw it against Villa, I'm like, we're at home. And I'm like, why are we only playing two midfield players why are we not got three in midfield? So that was the first thing I, was, I wasn't too happy with. You know what I mean? I wanted to, because even when I was talking about my team selections, I was even thinking there should be a shout for Willock in there. Mm. Because I was like, Willock, I like the way he's been arriving in the box late, scoring goals. You know, it gives something else. Um, or Sobias, or, you know, playing someone in that more advanced midfield position. So... I was very disappointed with that. I was disappointed that Holding was still in because I was like, if you look at Arsenal, a lot of their creativity, and this is a bit damning on Arsenal, but a lot of their creativity comes through David Luiz. He picks up the ball from deep. He sprays it out wide to um, Aubameyang. He, he can find players high up the pitch. So, again, I was surprised, um, surprised by that. And then the other one for me, I felt that Pepe had done enough during the week in the Europa League game and the previous game to get the start. I understood Willian away from home because I think Willian's a more 
disciplined player, helps out the, the, the back four or back five more. So I understood that. But in this particular game against Villa, I'm like, it's a bit too negative. I mean, why are we... I know that team won the previous week. But that's just a, this is going to be a different game. And, um, yeah, and then it, it's kind of panned out. Well, listen, I didn't think it was going to be as bad as what it was. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, even with what, you know. But, you know, I think the team selection, and Arteta, I think he even admitted after the game, he didn't say the team selection, but he said that he was to blame. I can only deduce from that that he's saying that he thinks he also got the team selection wrong because they've got a very good midfield, um, yeah. Villa. You know what I mean? That's one of the... That's their strength. Their strength is near midfield, Greenish, you know, um, John McGinn, um, Ross Barkley, and then they've got a very good holding midf midfielder in Douglas Louise. Everybody knows that. It's not, um, that's not a secret. That's their strength. So I couldn't understand that we're only playing two in midfield up against that midfield. I was just like, and we just, you saw it in the game. We've got overrunning midfield. They dominated the midfield area. Their weakness is their defence. We didn't trouble their defence at all. And yeah, you know I mean? We got, we got, you know, we got what we deserve really. It was a very, very, very poor performance. We had the warning signs were there very early with our own goal. Sorry, with that disallowed goal. We didn't learn from that. And you've got to say, Villa, they run us ragged. They were mm. brilliant. And we were dreadful. Yeah. As uh, worse as I've seen for a very long time, I have to admit, that was terrible. It, it, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I think I think I think I completely agree with you actually with the, the starting lineup. I think on this podcast we've kind of we've accused Arteta of over overcomplicating things. And I feel like this game, he went the opposite way and kind of oversimplified things if that's a if that's a word I think the fact that he refused to change the team and kept with the same team that you know did the business against Man United great result obviously and it just goes to show that our season is just up and down like a ridiculous roller coaster at the moment and the, I just felt like it was oversimplifying the issue that you yeah. weren't you weren't addressing the, the the needs that needed to be met for that game I look on it, right? And he's the first... I like Arteta, and I still... I'm not like some fans who've completely lost it with him. I oh, still, you should meet some of us here. Don't worry, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> I, I, I've not lost faith in the guy, because there is... This is a process, and it's not an overnight thing. Remember where Arsenal are coming from, yeah? I think people need to be real with that. But I feel... Not, it, it weren't a, a simplification... I feel it was complacency on his part. That's why I feel he said, I take the blame. I think he was complacent. Mm. I think he literally thought to himself, yeah, we went United with that team, dealt with United, it's Villa. Yeah. I actually think that. I but do Villa are a better team than United. The, <laughs> exactly, the same team mm. for a completely different circumstance at home. I was like, you know what? The whole, the, from, from Arteta to the players were complacent. The players as well complacent. They mm. believed the hype off of that win against United and they didn't take Villa seriously. And let me tell you something this season. Every game is a battle. There's no crowd in the stat. You see, listen, there's no unbeaten teams in the Premier League at the moment. Not one. When is the last time you saw that? Mm. Um, this early in the season, you normally got two, three teams that ain't lost a game yet. I think it was like after five games, the first team lost, lost mm. their game. I think it might be like Everton, maybe, with the, the first team to... Uh, yeah, yeah, This is an unusual season, a very mm. unusual season. You've had Liverpool got seven put past them against Villa. You've had United got six put past them. You've had Man City get five put past them. When do you ever see that? What, Arsenal beating United at Old Trafford? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so this is a strange season and I think you know there are no home or away games at the moment they're just games yeah and mm. neutral no venues game. yeah so I think he got complacent that's my my thing mm. Mm. Um, Leo I'll bring you into it then so um, <clears throat> what did you think of the, the team itself and do you echo uh, Robbie's thoughts that you know Arteta could have done a lot more yeah in part um, for sure I think there are two 
parts to this. There's the part that are we play and Arteta plays and the part that Aston Villa played. Now, Aston Villa, barring if they win their game in hand, are top of the league. So on form, they're the best team in the league at the moment, Aston Villa. That's the, that's the first thing. Second thing, they've got maybe five, six, seven players that would start for us. We, we had the discussion in the group. Four, uh, four or five, I'd say, that would 100% start for Arsenal Football Club today. Four or five players, right? That's the second thing, right? And we knew that going into the game. Now, the, in terms of the select, team selection, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure about complacency. I don't know if that's the right, the way I would put it. But there is an element of, well, this works against United. Let's just do it again. It should work again, right? We should be able to do accomplish the same things. And there's an element of naivety going into that about what, how good Aston Villa are, right? Aston Villa, yes, the last two games, they weren't too good. They lost those two, conceded a few goals. But before that, they were smoking, they were smoking Liverpool. They were smoking, they were smoking teams that we would struggle against. So I expected going into this game that we'd struggle. It was a draw or loss, 100%. In the group, in terms of us, when we were discussing it, we all predicted that we'd either lose or draw. We'd be lucky to come out of this game with anything. And I feel like that was completely reflected in the game. Like the team selection, I don't agree with. We all know that I, I agree with Robbie there, where we should play an extra midfielder. I would move a Bamiyang Central, completely wasted on the left. He's not been very good at all so far this season, but he's completely wasted on the left. I'd move him central. I'd play either Sacro or Willian in a central area and put the other one out wide. And, and then that allows you to get William and Pepe into the team if you do something like that. And therefore, Pepe doesn't have to miss out. So I, I don't like the team selection. I didn't like it at all. But I think a lot is being made of the loss when they're just they're a very good team, potentially better than us. So it is what it is. Yeah. I, I, I guess it doesn't help when you've got Holden doing Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another thing. I mean... For me, I, I, as much as, well, we'll probably go into this a bit later, but as much as the team selection was wrong, people like Saliba, for example, throw him in. I don't think Saliba is any worse than Holding, me personally. I don't like Holding. I'm not a fan of him. I think Saliba can do what Holding does and potentially more. And that potentially we deserve to be able to see whether that can come to fruition. And we're not being able to see that. So very frustrating. Yeah, Dan, let me bring you in then. Um, <clears throat> let's, let's, let's start talking about the goals themselves because... Some interesting bits of defending there, and and I think I think I think what, what what we have to say is I don't want this to seem like defensively this has been like an overriding issue for us. I think we can all admit that defensively we're much improved under Arteta, and in terms of the the way we defended against Villa, I felt like that that wasn't something that has happened um, mm. a lot under Arteta. Yeah, we've had a few games where we you know we've got a bit lucky, um, but. I don't think we've ever been battered like that and defended in the manner that we defended in. So when you saw Holden jockeying on the edge of the box, yeah, and <laughs> afraid to tackle Russ Barkley, um, Dan, how, how did that make you feel? <laughs> you know what? It's uh, like me looking at that. I think we know we know that Rob Holden is not the best defender, right? Let's say let's say that in a that PC way, but. I'm I'm actually more disappointed with like everything else that was happening around him as well because if you saw that you can say fine he's not diving in he's got him stood up wide of the box there's not really much danger there right so to defend holding a little bit I think the worst defending is just letting the left back literally run about <laughs> thirty five yards uh, with no one tracking him and still receive the pass do you know so what is I that mean? Will, is that William is that William uh, I, 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 I think it was Lacazette that was standing on the edge oh, of the box oh yeah, was, yeah 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 yeah. William's yeah. further in so it's like and, and then Bellerin just lets him run completely in front of him uh, to receive that pass so I think the combination of everyone who was defending on that right side um, needs to hold smoke to be honest because I think Arteta did say that the intensity wasn't there um, from any of the players um, this week so if you saw against United Rob Holden, he was, you know, he was up Rashford's back. You know, they, he didn't let them play any balls into that channel. Um, smashed, smashed Rashford a few times early on. And so they, they, they basically just neglected that channel. Because I think when we played United, that's what everyone was sort of shook of. Holden and Bellerin on that side getting attacked because we know they're, they're soft defensively. And we sort of stopped United doing that. But in this match, 
we were reminded again of why we're scared about the ball going into that channel because basically nothing happened on the other side. I know there's viral videos of Tierney, you know, getting sniped out the <laughs> sniped out the field, you know, his ankles going, um, but nothing really came down that side at all. All three goals, in, including the one that was disallowed, the one that was um, uh, cleared off the line, it all came from that side. So I feel like Arteta. Um, I don't. I, I agree with Leo. I don't think it's complacency. I think it was like, well, look, guys, you put in this performance against United. Let's see. Um, I've, I've, let's let's reward you now because I don't think anyone deserves to be dropped from the team. Let's reward you now with another start. And I think certain players let him down. And so for me, the the next test now is how does he react to that in the next game? There's certain players that I think everyone can agree should not be starting that game against Leeds. Let's, right? let's, let's start talking about those players then. So who, who you got in mind? For I me... Mean, sorry, 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 guys, right? Go on, Robbie. I'm still, I'm still with a complacency thing because, okay. to me, this is a different game to Manchester. You can't just look at every game the same. This is a different game, right? And I know, you know... Um, sorry, what's Leo, sorry, Leo. Yes. I know, what you're yeah. I know what you're saying about Villa. Yeah, they're they're a good yeah. side. Yeah, they've given us a lot of problems. They even beat us in a friendly. Um, mm, yeah, they, they, they they beat us towards the end of last season. That was one of the things that helped them stay up. Yeah, but they're not a prime Barcelona, right? Their last game, they got four put past them. The, 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 it was four three. Those two goals were consolation goals in the ninety ninety odd minute. Yeah. One was about the ninety eighth minute. The previous game to that, they got taken to the cleaners by Leeds. Yeah? Their weakness is at the back. We didn't lay a glove on them mm. because there was no creativity. And we, the, the lack of creativity came from the fact that our midfield was two holding midfielders. Why are we playing two holding midfielders against Villa? It was, and then the players were so scared of Grealish. It was unbelievable. Jack Grealish is the most fouled player in the Premier League. Remember like when Chelsea used to have Hazard? Mm. He was getting chopped mm. because he used... He's Every so, match. He's so difficult to deal with that there'd be players like, yeah, where are you going? Boom. But we Rob, were scared. We were scared of Grealish. Robbie, you, are you, know you saying mean? that it's complacency... Are you saying it's complacency from the players or complacency from the manager? Both. Okay. Both. Mm. Both the manager, because I think that... Because I agree with that. I agree it is complacency from the manager. I feel the team selection is, yeah, we beat United last week with this. That's good enough to beat Villa. Without really studying Mm. their weaknesses and their strengths. Agreed. Their weakness is their defence. Their strength is their midfield, right? We didn't, you know what I mean? We didn't, obviously, we disregarded that with the team selection, right? Yeah. And then the complacency of the players that believed the hype from the previous week, which was a great performance... Right, they just thought, yeah, we beat United, we beat Villa. It don't work like that. You've got to mm. treat every team with respect, and we didn't treat them with respect, and we got done. And mm. and and that's you know, I respect your opinion. That's my, my opinion. That's what I could see playing out in front of me. Yeah, and as inter- I said, right from I saw the team, I'm like, yeah, what's this? It's it's interesting because I think um, Arteta he basically has never um, named an unchanged league team other than when we beat United at home last season and then we didn't win the match after um, <laughs> after that as well. So that's why I thought, because I think the, the performance against United was very, very good um, mm. at home as well. So that's why I thought that, you know, he's sort of, he's going for, right, this, this could potentially be my first team, right? If that makes sense, because I think we can all agree he's not settled on what he thinks his first team should be because, you know, the centre-backs are getting chopped and changed. The centre-midfielders are getting chopped and changed. The front line is getting chopped and changed. You don't really know what he's going to play from game to game. So that's why I feel like when there is a good performance, I don't really blame him too much for leaning into that, right, and and keeping it unchanged because I didn't actually expect him to change anything for this game. Um, I did. I did because he's a bit of a... Simply because of what I stated earlier about... um, I feel like Arteta is very meticulous. Yeah, mm. he, I've criticised him. A lot of people criticise him for really overcomplicating things. Yeah, 
And that is why I expected him to change things. I thought he wouldn't rest on his laurels. And I think, I thought just coming from that kind of pep school of methodology, he'd be thinking, right, cool. Let's study the opposition next. Let's see where we can hurt them. Louise had to play for me. Like, what was the point of Holden being on the pitch? Mm. And, and Robbie, you said, you said, you said it's no uh, damning, you know, it's damning on Arsenal's creativity that Louise is our most creative player. And, and it's facts. But Louise, is quite, he's got such an extraordinary quality in terms of his passing of the ball. Any team in the world needs players of that ability at the back. And Holding can't hit her. He can't, he, he can't even pass it 10 yards. Holding can't pass 10 yards, man. <laughs> so, you know, so, so immediately, right? Immediately, you can't build that from the back. So you're not going to have that creativity from the back. No. And you've only got two players in midfield. Yeah, and you got and Saka. A, and, the, and the minute Partey went off. That yeah, was, that's oh, it. That was man. it. The game over. Game done. It, it was, was game, game done. Over. It was game done. It was the game done. Because he was the only one who was and looking he, somewhat progressive. Yeah. He was having a bit of a funny... He wasn't having a great game, Partey, but no. he's such quality that even still, yeah. he was a guy progressing things. His 6 and out of 10 game at, is still like 8 out of 10 compared to everyone yeah, else. Yeah, and you looked on it and you thought to yourself, he's a guy who'll grow into it. And he was, you know what I mean? Mm. But the minute he came off... Curtains. This is a problem we got at Arsenal that we have to solve, which is I feel that Mikel Arteta, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to make Arsenal hard to beat. And I understand that because our defending has been shocking over the years, right? So I understand Last that. <laughs> but right now, there's no balance. So it's all, it's all yeah, defensive. Because remember, going into this game, we had the best defensive record in the league. Yeah, um, I felt that the three defeats that we had, we were competitive against City, we were competitive against Liverpool. We've not been over the past few years, right? And the Leicester one, listen, let's be real. It was a smash and grab by Leicester. Mm. Um, but the one on Sunday, there were no smash and grab. That's when a man come, broke you up, mm. <laughs> you down, rob you on the contextual <laughs> And then before he goes, he gives you one rotty kick <laughs> right in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. That was and a beatdown. And it could have been a, a, a... We were lucky to get yeah, out man. as unscathed that, as we were, you know? Yeah, like, that was a beatdown. That was like, yo, that was... A, and that's what worried me, that one. And I was like... Mm. And that's why, for me, I look at it and say it has to be complacency because the other game, even when we've lost those other games, even we might have not been happy with certain things and we're a team, but... They were com- we were competitive they, in those They games. were marginal games. Yeah, marginal games. But this mm. one, there's no... We got... Lo- we had the warning, right? 40 odd mm. seconds. We had a warning. seconds, yeah. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. So let's talk about some of those players that Dan alluded to then, that that. You know, I, I absolutely must be out of the team. Uh, Robbie, I know you just did a discussion on AFTV about whether Lacazette should <laughs> should be out of the team. And you told me out, uh, that it was a unanimous uh, yes, that he should be banished from the side. And, you know, I, I, I completely agree with you. Because, yes, no, even though you do say that we got absolutely battered, and that is correct, I think we might have had the first big chance in the game other than the disallowed goal. I think it was Lacazette's header. I might be wrong about that. I think that. it was 1-0. That, that was 1-0. Was, yeah, that, was that, that 1-0? Was yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, but if Lacazette scores there... Different game. It's a different game. But, and, and, and the thing is, I don't like... Um, like, I don't like getting on to strikers for missing chances because no matter how, what striker how many times are, we, How many times we said that this season? Exactly, yeah. exactly. We say it every game. We say it every game. This is my point. I don't like getting on to strikers in general about missing chances. I'm never going to be that guy. If Oba misses a chance, you know what? He misses chances sometimes. But when you're doing it every game, yeah, every single... And it's always a header. Why is it always header? Like, Because <laughs> all we do is cross. There's no other... <laughs> there's really, there's you know what? Um, I felt even I was thinking about it after the game. I was like, 
the last game he, against Leicester, he scored a perfectly good header or disallowed. True, true. <laughs> but, but, but that one was more of a flick. I'm not even sure he meant it, Robbie. I'm not even Listen, sure I'm he not, meant I, it. You, you can't credit that to Lacazette. Lacazette, so in this game... Just a little Villa flick on missed, that. Yeah, Aston Villa oh. missed the header. Leicester, he missed the header. Stonewall, after the one he scored. He had I'm sure there's others chance. as well, man. He missed it. Liverpool, missed the one-on-one. Mm. If you count, yeah. I think... You, Maybe four or five games, Lack has missed a big chance in every single one. That's yeah. criminal, man. Absolutely Leo, criminal. Leo, Leo, I don't disagree with you, yeah? I think there's two problems here. Problem number one, we're not creating enough chances. Mm. So I, this is where I feel a little bit sorry for Lacazette because there'll be another team, like, say, Man City. Sterling might miss. He might miss two, three, but you know what? He's getting four or five chances, so he's going to score other goals, right? In our team, we get very few chances at the moment. So when you miss those ch- few chances, like what you said about marginal gains, when you miss those, it shows up even more. There is without no doubt that he's missed the one against Liverpool. That would have been a different game. Had he scored that one on one, the one on Sunday, I'm sorry, he's got to score that. Yeah, he's yeah. not on form at the moment. For me. You've got to put your best striker down the middle. The striker that you know that if he does get one chance, he might take it. And that is Aubameyang. Aubameyang has to start now down the middle. Lacazette can come on as a substitute. It's not like, you know, until you get your form back. But right now, I'm sorry, he can't be starting games. And then, like, we'll have... We're taking him off and bringing on Eddie Inketia and putting him down the middle. Mm. I don't understand. Got, and what's, what's worrying for me as well got, is that... Sorry, Robbie. Um, what's worrying for me as well is that it's not just the fact that he's missing chances. Strikers miss chances. It is what it is. It's the way in which he's missing. The technique is terrible. Like, for the header he went to, he missed. He headed that with the top of his head. Yeah, You're an international God. striker. Did but you the guys goal he watch? at Liverpool... Did you, guys watch the, did you guys watch the training video that Arsenal released in midweek? Yeah, I watched it. Did you watch it, Robbie? I don't even watch them training. <laughs> <laughs> the, reason, the reason I bring it up, though, is they're doing a finishing drill, right? And even in training, Lacazette tech is all over the gaff, gaff mate. It's like he's scuffing chances. Like it's... The one against Liverpool that he scored was a complete mishit. The mm. ball came to him. Yeah. He scrambled it and missed the one-on-one that he missed. Terrible. You yeah. know where the keeper is. You've got to bend yeah. it round him or dink it. You've got to do something to beat the keeper. You've got, you've, got, uh, you've got to get um, Aubameyang in there right now. Listen, I, I see Tottenham play a couple of games recently. The game against West Brom, the game against Burnley. They, they were rubbish. Absolute mm. rubbish, man, in those two games. But the difference is... When the one little Kane. chance fell to either Son or Kane, they took it. Like you guys says, it's marginal gains. Exactly. No, one's talk- no one's talking about how rubbish they were against Burnley now because they won the game. Mm. Um, and West Brom as well. And West yeah. Brom, same with West Brom. So I, I'm just looking on it and I'm just saying, man, we, 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 it has to be a Bamiang. He's, you know, he's a world-class striker. And he's playing out wide, and he, you know, they're double teaming him out there. He's not even getting the ball right now. What's he's, he's crossing the ball for Lacazette to miss? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I give you guys an example, right? Do you remember when Claude Puel was managing Leicester? Yeah, he come up with this stupid idea about putting Vardy out Vardy, wide, yeah. and, Vardy and Vardy was terrible, mm. terrible, weren't scoring no goals, weren't doing anything, but. Brendan Rodgers come in and just said, yo, Vardy, you play up front on the shoulder. Simple. Just simple what you do best. And look what the guy's doing now. That's what we've got to do with Aubameyang. Put the guy up there, play off the shoulder. He, he's a clinical player. He's a clinical striker. We're not doing him... Aubameyang had not one shot. That was the stat, yeah? Not one mm. shot in the game against us. How can you yeah. have a player as good as that, and he's not had one shot. Like you said, he's putting in crosses. I don't want a Bamian putting in crosses. I want him in the box. Mm. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that, you know, I, I think, you know, he, uh, and then as well, I feel, again, where I feel a bit slightly sorry for Lacazette is that 
It's almost there's like too much sympathy for Lacazette here, Robbie. There's too no, no, much sympathy. You know, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> you know why as well, right? Because the one thing I do like as a, a striker is I like if if you ain't playing well, work hard, and he does do that, right? He worked very hard he against United. He's having to play as a bit of a false number nine type. He's not. How many times is he in the box? Mm. He's always deep. He's always having to come get. The, but then, Robbie, would would you say that? I think that's instructions. Yeah, it's, it's instruction, or it's a lack of inability for him to execute his instruction and then get into the box. For example, you look at Ollie Watkins, yeah, that played against us yesterday, was was yesterday the other day. He was playing as a striker, absolutely. But what he would do is sometimes he would drop in and Grealish would run beyond. He does that a lot, where he drops in, holds the ball up so that Grealish can run beyond. Then he's, he's, after that, he gets in the box. Grealish sets him up, right? Lacazette does not have the ability to do that. No, but he's getting so the fitness. ball. He's getting the ball. Lacazette's getting the ball. The ball's coming yeah. up and there's no one near him. Yeah, fair. Him to trap back to help out man and things like that. I it's agree, but that happened to Ollie Watkins. This full nine thing is like you're doing the donkey work for the team. Look at Familia. Mm-hmm. How many goals has he scored this season? It's the same thing. I don't want him in a false number nine. I want the man in the box. When the ball comes into the... Like sometimes we've had games. Even that game the other day, ball's whipped into the box. No one's there. Striker's supposed to be in the box, man. Ollie Watkins was in the box, wasn't it? But he also drops deep to help his team out. The ball just sticks with him. So they'll kick the ball up to him. No one around him. The ball will stick. He'll chest it down, hold off a couple of players. Players come in and support. He gets yeah, into the box after exactly. that. Exactly. Players come in and support. You stick the ball into Lacazette, there's no one near him. But he's got to hold it longer. Two, three, if he holds it longer, I just think, I just yeah. think the, as I said, I think the system's wrong. That system was perfect against Man United away. Perfect. A lot of thought went into that. They ex- Do you remember that game, how aggressive Arsenal were right from the kickoff? Mm. Aggressive. Where, where was that? I saw Bellerin get bodied <laughs> in the game. <laughs> hey, Grealish. Honestly, man, I was like, I'm looking at these things, I'm saying, wow. yeah. I'm like, we've had a little of a run-in before on AFTV with Bellerin. I think he took exception to mm. some fans coming on and talking about his fashion and things like that. But that's why when they see things like that, and, and don't get me wrong, he's been playing well this season. Mm. But that game, it's like, yeah, how are you getting? A, it's, a the guy, v, it's the uh, vegan diet, Robbie. It's the vegan <laughs> diet. A guy, put a, comment on our, a guy put a comment on our channel today when we was doing the live stream. He's a Liverpool fan. He goes, yeah, he goes, there's no way Robertson will get bounced. So he goes, hey, we're going to kick down Grealish. There's not getting back. That's what I'm saying. We, we, there was no aggression in our play that day. Mm, I agree. You know, we, we didn't turn up, basically. Mm. We didn't turn but up and Villa did. Yeah, mm. that's happened a lot, though. So we, in our group, we've discussed how the first, I think, eight games under Arteta were a lot different to what we've been seeing for the subsequent games. In those first eight games, the press was much more intense. It was much more aggressive. The problem was... After about 70 minutes or so, we would gas out. So the team would be, you could see the energy was gone. They were, it was difficult to file back into position. But for about 60 minutes, the press was intense. It was high. It was, that seems to have really dropped off in the last, I don't, as a collective, there have been some games where it's been better, some worse. But generally, it's dropped off in the last 20, 25 games, I would say, where the press is not as intense as it was during those first eight games. Would you agree with that? Or do you say that's um, a bit different? I don't know, because like, Against Man United, it was intense. Yeah, it was intense. Against, I agree. Against, I thought against City, we pressed. We worked very, very hard. We worked our socks off. And against Liverpool, um, we didn't create enough, but we we worked. We worked hard, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I just feel that what I saw against Villa, and and I'm hoping it's just a one-off. What I saw against Villa was not an acceptable performance by the team. From, from from every single player on that pitch. It wasn't acceptable. It was like low energy. It was that's why I think it was complacency. Because I haven't really seen that. Even when even a game against Leicester, as I said, the first half against Leicester, we actually created a lot of chances. We played well. Mm. Um but I, I just and felt then Louise went off and our main creative yeah. guy went off. Louise went off, Tierney went off. Um so yeah. Yeah, I just felt the other day, and, and and I think you know, like you guys said, you know, we, the team. I, I don't want to see Tierney playing as 
a third centre back. I want to see Tierney playing as a, a on the left wing or I understand again as I said I, there's certain games I understand it. But I didn't understand that on Saturday. I, I, on Sunday I didn't understand that. I, you know and listen we still listen we're still a way off where we need to get to. It. That's why I'm not. I, I know you guys are saying. I haven't heard your previous debates, but you're saying you've been having a pop at Arteta. I still think, you know, um, he's going to make mistakes along the way. I'm hoping he's going to learn from this mistake that he made against Aston Villa because there's tough games coming up. Leeds next. Mm. Leeds would have looked on that. Leeds are an all-attacking team. They're going to come. And I think as well, like the main issue, as we've all said, is is we're not we're not able to score goals, we're not able to create chances, right? So like, I think uh, it's and 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 I think everyone knows that Arteta has been saying for the past two three weeks, you know, we need to take more shots, we need to get our good players in in better scoring positions, this that, and the other. And I think the thing that is sort of irritating or, 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 or bugging me is the fact that we're not really seeing him try anything different in order to back up his words, if that makes sense. I think that's the real frustrating thing from uh, an Arsenal fan perspective because like, I think it's, what, six hours, 26 minutes, we're not scored from open play. Yes, we were, we were good against Leicester in the first half. Um, we were good against uh, United in the first half. But even in those performances, as you said, there's basically one or two clear chances that we make in those spells of dominance, right? So, like, you look back to when, okay, fine, when did we actually last score from open play? What were we doing then? And this is Sheffield United game. Oh, is it a Sheffield United, was it? It's, it's yeah. literally it's a Sheffield United game that, that everyone has, like, openly agreed was the best we've looked going forward this season, you know, with Aubameyang in the middle, coincidentally, Aubameyang in the middle, Lacazette and Nketiah are nowhere to be seen on the pitch. And you've got um, uh, William playing in 10, Pepe on the right, Saka on the left. Now, if you came into the start of the season when people were talking about the William signing, the way people were sort of justifying it was that, oh, this guy, he's creative for Chelsea. He's going to come in. He's going to make us more creative. Pepe is going to flourish uh, because Williams in the team, Aubameyang is going to flourish because Williams in the team. I don't think anyone really thought, right? This guy is going to oust Pepe from the team, and he's going to be the starting right winger, and we're still going to be seeing Lacazette. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think Ro- Robbie might have. By the way, I've got a few questions uh, for for Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I was I was there. I was there dropping money down, saying, you know. Pepe is going to get however many goals and assists in the league this season because right. I just didn't see it coming, right? And, and it's funny team. how, on paper, if someone said to you, pick the Arsenal, Arsenal team before the start of the season, I think many would have gone with that front four as your front four. And we've seen it for 20 minutes this season. We scored two goals and we've never <clears> seen it again. We've not seen it for six hours, 26 minutes, and so we haven't been able to score. So I think it's like, it's, it's the most frustrating thing from fans because it's like, why don't you try the obvious thing that we've seen even work on the pitch? So it's not just hypotheticals. We've actually seen it and it worked. And why don't you try that instead of, you know, playing Nketiah up front to put Aubameyang on the left? Because we can all agree Aubameyang is an average at best winger, right? If he's not scoring, he's an average at best winger. So get him into the place where he's exceptional, which is up front. And then, and, then, and then go from there. Yeah. Uh, it, I think there is one player we need to talk a little bit about, though. It's Chinchilla Borges. Yeah, I think we need to have a little talk about Willian because um, I think this could be another player you could do a live stream on, Robbie, and see, see whether he should be in the team because, um, yeah. Of Chelsea fans. I know you are. I'm saying, I, we've had at least three or four questions from our listeners saying, ask Robbie whether he still thinks Willian is better than Zayas. <laughs> the thing is about these Chelsea fans, right? I saw, and you know, I was like, how come they keep? And then I found out today, the Chelsea guys, uh, they said, for the Do That Chelsea channel, they sent me where they cut out. So I was doing a um, podcast and I said in the podcast, and that, that was at the start of the season, I said, listen, at this moment in time, we don't know if Ziyech is going to be a better player than Willian, because, you know, he's not proven in the Premier League. And Willian is a proven Premier League player. And he had a good season for Chelsea last year. He did. And he's been a very consistent player for them over, over the years. 
So I was like, we can't say at the moment that Ziyech is going to be, in time he will be, he's a young player. But at this moment in time, how do we know he's going to hit the ground running? He has hit the ground running and our guy's dropped. <laughs> so I've been made to me look like a complete idiot, right? And You, you never know, I'm Robbie. Really, you might, I think you might really, change. I've been really disappointed in William. Um, and I don't think he should be... St- As I said, right at the start of the show, I felt on the week- weekend, I felt Pepe should have started. Pepe, if you look at his stats here, he creates, he scores. He's not, not been perfect, but I just felt that the, the, the United game away, I can understand why away from home, sometimes he gets left out because he's defensively, you know what I mean? But at home, man, start the guy, man. There's little rumours going around that he's not very happy at the moment at Arsenal. Well, it's not a rumour. He said it. <laughs> he, yeah. he said he wants to play. He said that if he's not playing enough for his liking. And he's got a play. He's a guy who's 72 million player playing him in the Europa League. Mm. And Robbie, Robbie, I can't lie. If he's unhappy, sell him. Because I, I, I've, I've had enough of Pepe. So I, what would I, you get for him right now? Half? I, yeah, Probably. I would generally cut my losses because I just don't is, think... Has is he, is he, is he had a chance, Lewis? Has he I had a sustained run of games? Has he <sighs> had a sustained run of games? Ever since every manager that's been in, right? Emery didn't want to play him. Lundberg didn't want to play him. And right now, he's not getting played enough as far as I'm concerned. Put him in. Let's see what he can do. Mm. He would have done yeah. better than what I saw. Willian did nothing at the weekend. Yeah, he, I think I agree. I think he would definitely do more than William. It's just one, gone down. One, one Premier League start this season, right? In eight games, yeah, um, on, which, which I, I, I just find it just very difficult to sort of assess that personally because at the end of last season, I think we can all agree Pepe was improving. I thought he put in some good performances um, in the FA Cup against big sides. I think he was probably one of our best players against Chelsea in the final. Um, scored that scored that goal that was disallowed for offside, um, margin, marginally, right? Got the assist for 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 Aubameyang's goal. Put Alonso under serious duress that game, and then I think that's why a lot of fans had you know hope about what he can come and bring and show this season. And then basically all of a sudden he's completely out of favour again, right? Oh, so it's like got to start man, got to start this guy. Guys. I just feel like when, when you're Arsenal and you've spent £72 million, obviously you don't want to be dictated by the price tag, but you've, now, you've done it now. It's a sunk cost. Yeah? So this is a signing that you actually can't afford to go wrong because if it goes wrong, you're stuck with this guy for, for the next five years. You need to find a way to integrate him into the team and, and make him an important player for the time that he's here. Because otherwise, Lewis is right that if you don't see this guy as part of your plans. He needs to be on the, on, 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 on the auction block. He needs to be up for sale because you can't, you can't spend that amount of money on a player and have him as a bench option. The same way if Aubameyang is going to be chasing fullbacks on the left wing and not taking shots against teams, getting 0.01 XG in matches, right? Then you don't give him the 300 and something grand a week contract if that's how you're going to utilise him or if that's how, how, what the outcome is of his utilisation because if, if this is what you want from your player, play Reese Nelson. Why do you need a Bamiyang on the pitch to chase fullbacks and cross it into Lacazette? Because anyone can do that. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, it's... It's all a bit of a, a, a mess right now. And um, let's uh, talk a little bit about... So um, I was going to talk a little bit about more about the goals, but I think we've kind of rinsed that one a little bit dry. Um, I've got some listeners' questions, actually, that we can go through um, from uh, some of our Patreon members. So um, I've got some AFT-related questions, actually, Robbie. Um, so... I've got one here from uh, all right, Marvinio. He asks, uh, what's your opinion on the dub memes? They're funny, man. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've embraced it. You know, I mean, what can I do? You know what I mean? It, you know, How does it about, even come about? Where, where, where did this start? I don't know. Who, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know man. They just, they just overnight, they just started like, one of my guys in, 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 in my team just go, Robbie, you see these? And there's about five of them. I'm like, what the? <laughs> and they're just like, 
It's just since then, it's just been... And I'm like, well, you know, you've got to embrace it, you know. Listen, it's better than getting abused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very you know, true. Um, very true. Listen, man, I, I, I'm cool with it. It's funny, you know, I mean, so I, it, it's football banter. So it's all good, yeah. you know. How do you, how do you deal with the whole... Um, because obviously now, like, AFT is so big. Like, you guys have done... Like, congratulations on everything that you've done, by the way. Is, is the way you have, you know, grown. And I know it's not to everyone's taste. I'm sure you can admit that. And I'm sh- like, there's loads of... We've got questions here about that, that kind of thing. But how, how, does it, um, how does it feel now that you've, like, you know, you've, you've shot to, like, kind of, like, fandom? And you're, maybe, you're probably more famous than some of the players. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Like, I, I'm being serious. Like that, generally, I think I think with young people, if if you were to say like, oh, who's you know Eddie and Ketia or Robbie from AFTV, they, they might think. That, I'm telling you, mate. That, that, football is going that way. Football is going that way. Like I was speaking to someone, and you know, even football, even teams like Beatty's squad, um, SE Dons, some of their players, the young boys. The young, uh, like the, your, your 12-year-olds, your 13-year-olds, they're looking at guys like Troops, yourself, and th- they're more known than actual football players. Like, how, how have you dealt with that? Like, is it, is, it, is it weird walking down the street and stuff? It is strange that, you know, everywhere you go now, everybody knows who you are. Um, so it has changed, you know, it's massive. It's like, you can't go nowhere and people don't recognise you. And um, it is crazy. But, you know, I, I just, you know what I try to do? I just try to embrace these things, you know, because I also remember, I'll also think back to the days when we were doing it and people, you know, I'd go up and I'd hold a mic to someone and say, mate, do you want to come on and say something on AFTV? And they tell me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but that, now, now you've got thousands of people probably right. queuing up so, to do it. Listen, man, you've got to remember, we, you know, when we first started this, you know, we've come from zero. So... I always look back at those times and I say, you know, it's been a, it's been, um, it's been a journey. And I, I still see myself as um, an Arsenal fan. Um, and I want to see my club. I just want to see my club win the league, man. You know, mm. I mean? <laughs> you know, so that's my main priority right now. But yeah, listen, it's been a great journey. You know what I mean? I have a lot of fun doing this, you know what I mean? Following the club that you love, you know, talking to you guys, talking about Arsenal, talking about football in general, you know? Um, I, I love it. I love doing it. So I just, I embrace everything, man. You know I mean, it, it's, as I said, you know what I mean? Part of football is banter and stuff like that. And when it's done in the right way, I think it's brilliant. I mm. think it's brilliant. When it's, sometimes it's done in the wrong way, you know? And even what you said there about not always everybody's cup of tea, even that, I'm cool with that. I say to people all the time, I go, listen, I understand there's some fans that are like, it's not their thing. They're like, they don't, they, you know, that's not their thing. It's cool. I, I, I turn on my TV. Not everything I look on TV I like. Mm. Doesn't no, I mean, agree. Even know, our podcast. We use the people in it because I'm like, you know, respect to them still. They're doing their thing, but I'm a celebrity. Get me out of it. It's not really my thing. You know what mm. I mean? Uh, strictly come dancing ain't really my thing, but you know what? They must be doing something right mm. because they, a lot of people love it. Yeah. So respect yeah. them, but it's not my thing, and I'll move on with my thing, and you know that's how I approach it. What, what, what's it like after, like, so obviously the game after Sunday? Um, I'm sure you get traffic of all kinds to AFTV, whether that be Arsenal fans, Man United fans. I, Man United fans love AFTV. How, how does that make it's you? Even the other day, the other day they didn't like it. <laughs> no, 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 they, they wouldn't like it. I'm sure they wouldn't. I'm sure they wouldn't. But how, how does that like? How does that make you feel that you become kind of like a target for... And, and, and I think you get unfair stick for that because, um, you know, a lot of some people... I've, I've had debates with people where they're like, oh, you know, AFTV is just a vehicle for opposition fans to laugh at um, Arsenal, la-di-da-di-da-di-da. But, I mean, 
that was never the goal, surely, to, to set out that way. And, and obviously, when you're put in... Like, I went on Instagram Live after the Aston Villa game the other day, and I had a bit of a rant. And I know half of the people tuning in were probably, you know, United fans or Liverpool fans, just, just there for a, a bit of a laugh. But, you know, how, how, do you, how do you deal with games like on Sunday where you know like a lot of the traffic, and this is part of your business, obviously. So how, how do you feel um, after games like Sunday? Is it a bit of a bittersweet kind of thing? Like, like knowing it's, that you've it's, lost? It's bitter. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I mean, I'm still talking about it now. I came onto your show earlier and I said, it's, when you guys are saying to me, you know, maybe you're over it. I told you, it still hurts, right? Um, it's bitter because I'm an Arsenal fan. But also, you know, just like any other, um, any other business or any other media company or whatever, you know, you've still got to report on it, haven't you? You know what I mean? You've still got to talk about it. You've still got to report about it. You still, and we show, we show real fans with real emotions. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, I get that some people will take it and take the mic. I was, oh, listen, when United lost 6-1 the other day to Tottenham, even though I hated the fact it was Tottenham that did it, I was on the neck of every United fan going. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. That's what you do, yeah. You know? Cool. And I think sometimes we get some very unfair criticism. I, I, I've had, like, people on radio stations say to me things like, oh, well, you know, you're profiting off... Oh, yeah, well, what are you not doing? I mean, that, you don't even support... That was your conversation with um, Parrish, right? There's not just him. There's been many right. others. And I'll be like, you know, you guys, you'll be straight on your show... Give us a call right now if you think mm, 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 Marino mm, mm. should be sacked. Give us a... We, we never do that. We never say, give us a call if... It, we, we just literally come out uh, when we're at games and we'll come out and we'll ask a fan, what did you think? Yeah. And they'll have their say, you know what I mean? And, and you can't help what videos blow as well. What things go uh, we, viral, uh, what so kind of memes, you know? We've... The, 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 the part of the... I think part of the success of us, right, is that we're, we, we, don't, we don't force things. We don't try to, I, I always say to people, I, I don't look for viral videos. I just, we just make videos. People decide how videos blow, right? And people are quick to, so for instance, like people will look on the weekend's game and say, oh yeah, well, you're profiting off of that. Nobody will say nothing when we won the FA Cup final. Mm. And those streams, like people, there's this misconception that it's only when we lose games that things blow, but the streams that we did, the biggest streams of the year for AFTV was the FA Cup final win. We won the game and everyone was happy. Mm. But nobody will remember those things. So I listen, I, as long as you know what you're doing is right, as long as you know you're doing it for the right reasons, and I, I don't give a toss what some of these people say, because I know the hard work we put into it. I know that we're, we're, we're Arsenal fans. I know that, you know, there's a lot of hypocrites out there. A lot of these other media companies and stuff like that. If they could be doing what we're doing, of course trust me. Of course they would. I right. think there's a lot of jealousy out there from mainstream media. The thing is, the bigger you get, when we were smaller, we didn't really get these problems, right? If you guys are getting the numbers, trust me, you're going to have man saying, boy, that guy there, Leo, man. Boy. <laughs> I mean, the, he deliberately said about Arteta because he's trying to get views. You're just expressing your opinion. Oh, oh we, we, get, we get that already. And even we're at a microcosm of what you're at. Like, Welcome it's to just, my world, man. It's, Welcome to my world. Sometimes you'll be saying something that everybody else is saying. Mm. So like on the Lacazette thing, I think quite unanimous. I like Lacazette. I've met Lacazette on a couple of occasions. He's a cool guy. I love him as a player. But right now he should be dropped. He's not playing well. If I say it, I'll have man criticise me. Oh, you're not loyal. You're not. Then they'll go around the corner and say the same thing. So I, just, <laughs> I seriously, I just ignore it now. I just literally, you know, what I mean, I block out that noise and I concentrate on doing it because I deal with the vast majority of people. You've got a silent minority of people. Who, no matter what you do, they'll be quick to criticise. It's kind of the world we're living in, man. Look at the elections in America and stuff like that. You know, what I mean, it's unfortunately. It's the good and the bad of social media. Social media is great because I can do what I do. You guys can do what you do and we can get hurt. 
there's a downside as well that you've got some little idiots sometimes on it that use it in the wrong way. But it is what it is, man. I'm not I even going to lie. I, I, just look at, I just look at working, doing what I've got to do. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. When we beat United 1-0, I was straight on to United stand. I loved being <laughs> to, do, to watch Goldbridge. I'm not going to lie. I loved being quick. Listen, right, when we, beat United, when we beat United, I did interviews on United stand before the game and they were, give, I, I remember coming off the interview. Oh, I watched it, yeah, yeah. I watched don't it. get me wrong, right, I like Mark and I like, um, I like Flex, I get them with him very well. When I come off, I was like, man, please beat me. So arrogant. <laughs> and what they got to be arrogant them. about as well? Is they're weirdos, When man. we beat them, bro. When I tell you I was on their man, there's Nick. <laughs> right? Uh, I've, after I've never the, so when we, got beat, when we got beat by Villa, I knew what was coming, man. I know. They were on me, man. They were on me. Like I said, do you know what I mean? People talk about the amount of stick I get sometimes. My skin's got to be thick. Do you know about the stick I've got over that Chelsea Zayat tree? Oh, <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. I can... I've got to be walking down the road and I've had Chelsea man coming up to me and going, yeah, boy, fucking Zayat. What you... I go, yeah, bro. I hold my hands up. You got me. Yeah? I mean, you've just got to... That's what I say. You've got to embrace it sometimes, man. There's no point. Life is too short. And if football's... I, I personally think if it's done in the right way, football, I love it. I love... I, it's fun. It's when it turns nasty, when it turns the wrong way. You know, that's what I really dislike. You know, but if it's done, we're all football fans. We all do it. No, I hate it. The other day, if Tottenham lose, I'm on their case. What's that? Have Tottenham got a version of Arsenal fan TV? They do, yeah. Um, Expressions, innit? Got expressions, man. And trust me, he was on my case at the weekend. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. We can't say much to them at the moment. And if you got to deal with them, man, there. When they had that Champions League final, I trust me, I was thinking about holidays and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go Bora Bora. You, <laughs> you man don't understand, right? Because you man ain't on the front line are going to get it. From... I was like, what am I... Because I'm like, yeah, if these men win the Champions League final... Finished. Finished. It's over, man. What am I going to... They've... We've never, we ain't done that. It ain't yeah. even like if they won the league, we could turn around and say, Yeah, that light work, we've done that, we've, even though it was bummy. But I was like, If they win the Champions League, what am I gonna do? Yeah, Robbie, that's the, that's the thing. Like, with <laughs> obviously, you know, you know, you know, Toby in it. Um, that's yeah, like, uh, that's who I know, Toby. Harry Kane, this, that's my guy, yeah, that I've known since I was seven, seven years old. And I was like, look, if if Spurs win the Champions League, the next time I'm going to see you is at my wedding and then at my funeral. <laughs> but like, I can't, you, you can't even not, invite him to your wedding, bro. You can't yeah, even we're not, we're not in wedding. contact, we're not in contact anymore. And Do you know what I mean? Neighbor, out of my life, my neighbor, Tottenham fan, man, and I remember when the Champions League final was going on. And he had all these mates come round and all bringing bit. And I was thinking, man, these men, they're winning. And he's, he ain't even, he's, oh, quite, he's quite cool with it. But I'm thinking, if these men win, bro. When, I remember when I was watching the game, right? Because I, I could, I could, I could kind of hear them cheering. My TV was slightly ahead of this. When that first, remember, the, remember, um, where that penalty had stopped? Mm. I was ahead of them, right? <laughs> So I already knew the penalty. I could hear them. Yeah, that game was a drug. Even though it was Liverpool who won it, I, it, it was it was slightly more bearable I mean, than, they, than Spurs. They would have won that thing. I'm telling you, I was walking through London, man. Taxi drivers were pulling over. <laughs> oh, Tottenham taxi drivers were pulling over to me and saying, "Yeah, I'll be right. London, change." <laughs> There's only one team in North London. I was thinking, man, if these uh, what am I going to do, bro? I'm going to have to hide everywhere I go. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But that's what we love about football, you know what I mean? We love, even long before I did AFTV, trust me, I've got a circle of friends. We're always bantering each other. Um, all my brothers, they're all Arsenal fans. We'll be watching, you know, games and we'll be... The same debates that we're having now. That's why I kind of find it so natural to talk about football because growing up, 
that's all we do. We talk about football, about sports. We had so much debates amongst ourselves, you know? Um, and that's one of the reasons I started AFTV because I used to be like, yo, the debates that we're having now, a lot of times, and I'll turn on my TV and I'm in these little idiot debates and I'm like, that's not reflecting what, how we're talking about the game. Mm. You know, four of us can watch the same game and we can have different opinions of it. And that's what I love and I enjoy about it. And that's why with AFTVs, you, you get different opinions. You don't always agree. With, with AFTV, I've got a question here, uh, Robbie. Um, <clears throat> I'll try and find out who it's from. He, uh, I think it's from O.T. Edwards. He says, um, he asks, is it intentional to get highly emotive um, fans to, to go on AFTV? All the fans that on AFTV, I didn't know any of them before I started doing it. They're not people that I used to go to games with. I didn't know any of them. They just came on and over a period of time, people have just liked them. So no, we, we don't, if you don't, listen, when you're dealing with football, you don't have to go out there. I, as a guy said to me one time, do you do auditions? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, honestly, anybody who thinks that don't know about football or don't know about, well, sorry, I wouldn't say don't know about football, but doesn't know about football fans, right? Even me, like, you know, the other day, like when I'm doing something in watch-alongs, yeah? I forget myself. I'm like, it's I'm watching it on the monster. <laughs> My daughter was saying to me the other day, Dad, I was going, boy, you know what? Sorry, I forgot. I forget myself. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm watching Arthur, man, I, I go, yo, you know what I mean? You, you get vexed or you get yeah. so happy. You know what I mean? It's just the emotion of watching it, you know? Well, when you Absolutely. listen back to this pod, listen to the intro because Dan had a funny reaction to uh, Lacazette missing <laughs> a chance. So we're going to make that the pod intro. <laughs> The thing is, the thing is, my dad, my dad is a United fan. So I watch all of United games because I sport Arsenal, my dad sports United. That day when we beat them, yeah, the way he called me, Leo, I hate this team. Oh my God. That's terrible. Oh, they are terrible. Get this Oligona out. It, bro, he was fuming. And like, all I was thinking was, this would be great content for Arsenal fan TV, man. And, and, then, then, so, the yeah, thing, and then the funny thing is about football fans, right? And people say, oh, AFTV, it's not just Arsenal, it's every fan. Then the next week when they beat Everton now, he'll probably be singing Ollie's at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be fair, my dad hates Oli. My dad hates Ollie, to be fair. He wants him yeah, out. Or you get some TV. fans, you know, you get some fans that like it don't matter what a player does or what a you know, yeah, I remember right, back, I always say to people, right, I remember back in the day, right, when I used to be at Highbury, yeah, I used to have my season to get a Highbury, I used to sit near the halfway line, yeah. And I used to sit next to this Scottish guy. When, sorry, I used to sit behind this Scottish guy. He's the most miserable guy <laughs> ever seen at football. Right? I was like, boy, if I had him on AFTV, trust me. If I Mo- a modern day fan, yeah? <laughs> I feel like every fan is miserable these school, days. He's an old school guy. Okay. Mm. And, and them days, right? Remember, we were wicked. Yeah. We were invincible. But he weren't happy about it. No, no he's fucking shame. Like, no, he'd be that fucking Henri. He's a lazy <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I said to myself, I go, imagine that man if he was watching games now. I go, I go he, couldn't, he couldn't be, he can't. He wouldn't survive, man. He'd be dead now. He must be dead. He must have a heart attack or something. Because the man used to, he used to cuss out Henri. He used to cuss, he used to cuss everybody. He goes, they're not putting in, they're not working hard enough. All this flashy. I remember that. My God. Honestly, man. So football fans, man, that's one thing. You know, you there's so many different types of football fans. You know, you you know, but that's what I love about football. You know, what I mean, football's football unites people. Football brings loads of people together. Everybody watches it in a different way. Everybody views it in a different way. My favorite players and other fans don't like that player. Doesn't rate him. You know, what I mean, that's what makes it such a great game. No, I agree. Um, Robbie, man, I think we'll, we'll wrap up there anyway with you. Um, uh, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been a great, uh, oh, it's been great having you on, man. And um, again, congratulations, AFTV. You lot are inspiration. You've, you've, you've done your thing, man. Like, it's been amazing. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. No problem at all. You're welcome anytime, man. You're welcome anytime. No, I'll come again, man. I'll come again. You know what? I was just so happy to be talking with Arsenal fans because it was Toby actually. T- T- Toby um, tried to scare you. That's what it was. Toby tried yeah, to scare you. You know what? This guy, Toby, yeah, 
Daniel, you know, you said he doesn't let you rest. He doesn't let you rest. No, but you know what? He disappeared. When you now, you know, we won the FA Cup. The man disappeared. Tell Toby he needs, to, he needs to put some clothes on, man. I'm fed up of seeing him topless all the time in all these pictures, man. Yeah, what you do, what Toby will do now, right? They'll beat United 6 1. Be, yeah, Harry Kane, son, yeah, what I'm doing. Where you been? When we won the FA Cup, man, trust the man, God, he, he, he can't avoid it now, uh, Robbie. He's, he's on the Tottenham podcast now every week. So as soon as they start going through their shit patch, make sure you he's tune really, into that. You know what? At the moment, he's living life, though. Man. You know what I mean? He, he he is, but we know it's not going to last much longer. It's, uh, yeah, got he, Jose. I, I thought I was coming onto a podcast with him, and I was like, prepare. I was like, you know what? All right, I'm ready for him. <laughs> I know he's going to give me stick. I know, right? So when I came on, I met some other friendly gooners. It was lovely to come in, man. Yeah, but no, no, keep up the good work, man. I'm, I'm always, um, always like to support um, people that are doing their thing. You know what I mean? Because we started the same way, and we, we, we you know, what I mean, it's the same. You know what I mean? We started the same way, man. And um, you know, respect due to you guys, man. You know what I mean? Putting it in, you know. And Thanks, man. I, I love. Big up to you, man. I just love to talk about Arsenal. I love to talk about football, man, with people that, you know, know their stuff and, and enjoy talking about football. So, it, no, thank you. And, yeah, as I said, it's good not to be talking about nothing about Tottenham. Oh. <laughs> man. Yeah, All right, so then. At the moment. Cheers. All right. Um, so, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up there then, lads. Um, thanks again, Robbie, for joining us. Uh, Leo and Dan, um, Thanks again for cool. joining us as well. You can find us on Touchline, uh, Touchy Gunas on Twitter. Uh, use the hashtag Touchline Frackers. Join our Patreon and join our Discord channel as well. We'll be back next week. Two, 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 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Podcast Network.